Were these in the fridge? I mean, no. I saw their coldness. No, they were. I'm sorry. If I remembered, I put them in the fridge. I know, I'm useless. I jerked you off on the way over here as well. <laughs> I know, on the front Is that all for well? naught? Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast. It's the classic threesome in the fuck bunker as usual. It's me, Tom, it's Dan. Adrian. <laughs> and Russ. Good evening. Russ Tiss. Um, yeah, so it's a, a bit of a special one. We're going to sort of start off with what we uh, haven't done for a while. We're going to keep it short, but we're going to keep it light. Um, Dan, what have you been doing? What have you been watching? What have you been playing? So I haven't played a whole lot. Have I told you about... Um, what's happened with me and Forza Horizon that I had this sounds ominous Dan this, this cha- I challenged myself to do this there's a three star drift corner that I found impossible and yet I was so determined to do it I was spending four hours of a day off just drifting around this corner trying to get the maximum score about hitting, hitting reset after every attempt. The, no, because it's like an open world, so you have to. You get to the end of the road, turn back round, do it again. I have been looking at YouTube videos on how to drift in Forza Horizon Three. I have been looking at the ultimate drifting tuning setup, and I would say it took me taking me about two and a half weeks before I finally got the eighty thousand points that I desired so much that all I've been doing in Forza Horizon Three is turning it on driving directly to this corner and then just attempting it. I got 72,000 points about a week before, let me put it that way. And um, that was that, that left me nearly crying, I would say. I, I had that, no, no, as, as I drifted through the finish line of it. So I've been, that's taken up most of my gaming time, but I did it. I recorded it. No one else will ever watch it because it's boring as fuck. But I will rewatch it and go, I achieved something today. Well, I'm just glad you found something to occupy your hands from masturbation, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Well, I have had other things to do, but this is this is this became more important. I am exhausted. <laughs> well, your next trick is to get eighty thousand points around that corner one-handed while the other hand is occupied <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a guitar hero controller. Yeah, you know? I um, <laughs> well, yes, or something the, slightly more elastic. S- since I've done that, that was obviously one of the more difficult ones because I've been doing the other drift corners, no problem. I'd say I'm pretty good, damn good at drifting now. So we're going to take. Yeah, I'm sure if you got into a real car, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> you can name it, obviously. Yeah, name it. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what to do. So we're going to take the course route afterwards, and we're going to be just drifting around streets of. Uh, nice. Take the course in the Pussy Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from that, that oh, see what I mean? That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't make me, Mum. I don't I... want to. I'm trying I... to drift. <laughs> Mum, leave me alone. No, Mum, you're making me come back in. I love getting sort of obsessed with something. I remember it was, I think it was Tony Hawk 2. Yeah. Uh, there was one level where, like, you had those scores that you had to hit, and I was mm. convinced that I could get the top level score in one seamless combo. Yeah. That took about five minutes to complete. And I spent fucking days on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you'd get to the point where you'd just, like, you'd start it, you'd make exactly the same mistake and go, no, restart. And yeah. It's just exactly the same thing over and over again. Well, that leads me to my next game that I've been playing, which it is... Was, um, it was, sorry, just a yeah. button, it was Doom 2 levels for me. 
Mm, it yeah. was um, the first five trying to get them down to part time. That yeah. was that was a constant struggle. I don't think I ever did it. To it's, be honest, it's, it's very why, tough. Those, yeah. those time settings. It? It's why I've never completed the trials game mm. because because oh, they're fucking impossible. Yeah, <laughs> but I will always try and get gold medal. And then I'll always try and beat my friends' scores as well. Mm. And then I'll log back on, and one of them will have beaten my score. So I'll have to go back and try again. Do you remember Time Splitters 2? Yeah. No, I love Time Splitters 2. Like, before achievements or, like, real sort of leaderboards and stuff like that, it had all those, like, challenge modes. Yeah. So little mini-games, and there was, like, a bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. You get each one of those. It's been ages on that. You didn't even get a little bing achievement. No, nobody that. saw it. So I mean, you, you you get this platinum medal, you're like, yay! And you look around and go, well, it's two in the morning. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to know about this. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things anyway. that you did you, that you when you fired it up with your mates, and they were like, holy shit, you got a fucking platinum. And then you know you sort of go past that screen really quickly, like, yeah, just deal with it, and you know get back into the game and stuff. And it was just something people saw every now and then. But now it's just public everywhere. People don't even fucking look at your achievements. They just look no. at your gamer score. And if their gamer score's higher than yours, they think, I'm going to pwn the noob. Yeah. You know, not knowing that we're all G-Funk and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can call it off, right? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. You sounded really young. G-Funk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, well, you know, I look like a model now, so I'm going to... So anyway, uh, not content with the abuse that I put the controller under whilst trying to drift around the corner, I downloaded Steep, which is really good fun. But it's got one of those other ones going, yeah, you did silver. I mean, are you happy with silver? No. Back in, mm. trying to do gold. Mm. So I played that for a bit. Um, in terms of games with storylines, played a bit more Shadow of Mordor, which I love. Say it properly, though. Shadow of Mordor. 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 Um, there's been a Mordor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but... Um, that game's really good fun. I, I don't know why I didn't play it sooner. The Nemesis um, thing is brilliant. Oh, it's great, yeah. yeah. Just like figuring out who you want to take out because you never know when they're going to turn up and kick your ass. So you want to. Yep. Um, and I downloaded Tacoma and played about half an hour of that so far. Mm-hmm. Same people that did uh, Gone Home. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. Mm, really awesome. good. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Um, the reviews say it's incredibly well written. Yeah, it's got a really spooky vibe to it again, though. Yeah. Um, Watching all the sort of the digital sort of replays yeah. of stuff that happened before a sort of disaster sort of thing. Yeah, it's like watching a ghost story. It's really strange. Really Tweet my nipples to that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good though. Mm. Uh, I've been watching tons of stuff though. Um, I went to, before we watching, went to London Film and Comic Con. First con I've been to in years, like properly been to. Like I've followed Sarah to a few, but this is the first one. Where followed I Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But I uh, I went. This was something I wanted to do because Kevin Smith was there. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> did I, you behave yourself? Yeah, I is one of those ones where it was one of the, I would say one of the best weekends of my life, which says a lot about my life. But Kevin Smith's why I started podcasting in the first place because he was the first person that said, "Do you know how easy it is to podcast? You just need a phone and you know endless amounts of time." It turns out, but it. He, he was the reason I started podcasting in the first place. So, Saturday night he did, I think it was the first ever live smodcast in the UK with him and Scott Mosier, mm. which was great. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday was, well, I, I got my photos taken with him, just the usual really nerdy things. But he's, he's a very likeable dude. Mm. And um, he signed pretty much everything that was in front of him. Stoned 
out of his mind. But mm-hmm. yeah, he was just very, very happy to see everyone. But as a result, that sent me down a Kevin Smith rabbit hole, which is what I was trying to get to with that. Um, by the way, London Film Comic Con, great. Would, wouldn't recommend it. Couldn't recommend it enough. It's wouldn't much recommend it. <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. Uh, couldn't recommend it enough. It's definitely more suited to people our age rather than MCM Expo, which is like teenagers. Are there any of those like really arrogant nerds? They are everywhere. Yeah, I've got I've got real issues with those. I, I don't know what you mean. We'll we'll deal with that at some point. I think. I think we should. Yeah. Because we, we did, I mean, very, very... Well, deal with that. On. We'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Spread the word. How many people <laughs> want to kick some yeah. ass? We'll, we'll deal with it in the traditional way, being angry about them on the internet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That yeah. fixes everything. <laughs> yes. SoundCloud is our... Yeah. Yeah. Audience. <laughs> but we, um, as a result, yeah, went to, fell down a Kevin Smith rabbit hole, accidentally bought a comic for £75, signed by Kevin Smith and Walt Flanagan, who's... <laughs> On the TV series Comic Book Men, which is what I've been watching completely illegally, and I say that uh, with no shame because it isn't available in this country. So make it available in this country, and I watch it legally. Watch Jane Son and Bob Strike Back again, which is a really funny film. Silly, really it is, silly. It's silly. Yeah, it's you, silly. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, uh-huh. right from the start. Yeah, it is dick and fart jokes all the way through, but very well done, dick and fart jokes. Um, no movie critic. Yeah. Should ever have been so harsh on it because no. it wasn't a film that was released to become yeah. a blockbuster. It was or not high art. It wasn't high art. It was literally just a film that a bunch of mates shot. Yeah, it was an antidote for Dogma as well. It was yeah. the complete like Dogma was his. It was his indie film. It's like a proper indie. That and Chasing Amy were. Chasing Amy was his Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Was his, was it um, Justin Hammer says in Iron Man 2 this is my Eiffel Tower yeah. my, my Rachmaninoff my something my Mozart's yeah, Fifth yeah. or Beethoven's Fifth or something like that yeah yeah and then Dogma was more of the same basically really well, it wasn't really it Dog- Dogma's actually really silly yeah it it's is, a very silly film but it's very well done oh yeah I, I love yeah, it yeah, yeah. but yeah it, like, they fight a shit monster yeah they do fight a shit monster that's very they don't got them mm. in a strip club yeah, okay, fair enough. And you've got Buddy Christ in as well, which is just always great. And yeah. <laughs> and um And George Carlin. Yeah, who's just but he's in he's in James Hard Bob Strike Back as well. The ro- the book of the road. The book. <laughs> <laughs> and they pick up Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Because, so you follow the book? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I live by it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so 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 silly. Uh, there's there's I'm a Mark Ray and Driver Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, and so watch Clerks Two as well, which is another really. Silly oh, film. I love Clerks Two. Yeah. It might be my favourite. I think Clerks Two might be my favourite. Really? Yeah, because it's got some really silly bits in it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's it is a great film. Yeah. I love I love its place in the Askew yeah. universe, yeah. whatever they call it. Um, but I, st- I mean, Clerks is still is still the best. Yeah, the Clerks. More Rats is still undoubtedly the worst. You reckon? Yeah, more rats well, is the silly slapstick. Misses the mark like, a little bit, doesn't Jason it? Jason Lee is fucking brilliant yeah. in it, but everyone else just like kind of drags it down. Mm. Yeah, it's it's the most dated of all his films, weirdly enough. Weirdly, well. yeah, yeah, like more dated than Clerks. Yeah, because Clerks is still relevant. Yeah, mostly, but um, yeah. So watch Jansen like Bob. Watch Clerks two. Uh, Clerks two's great, even if it's just for the bit where Jay's doing the Buffalo Bill. <laughs> you, he does it so well though I totally <laughs> fuck me <laughs> it's because it cuts away and then comes out and he's this doing the tuck <laughs> yeah. um, 
So then, other than that, though, finally forced my dad to watch Rogue One because he was sitting there watching a straight-to-DVD sci-fi film for the sixth time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you need to watch Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and watched it. Uh, nearly cried my eyes out again watching that film. Oh, my God. It's so good. The ending. Just oh. that, I mean, I, watch, I would watch that film all the way through to yeah. the end just for the end. Yeah. Yeah, just that last three minutes. That last three minutes so, when yeah. suddenly Darth Vader is scary again. Terrifying, yeah. Yeah. In Yeah. You don't look you look at that and you don't you don't even think about Anakin, Anakin and yeah. complaining about sand. No. Yeah. And you know what? The bit that gets me the most is not necessarily the bit spoilers, if anyone hasn't seen it by now, we don't have to see one of the latest. But um it's not the bit where he's cutting down the rebels. Mm. It's the bit when he shuts off his lightsaber while staring after the blockade runner. And that kind of... He's, he's looking to one side mm. before turning away and walking off. That kind of yeah. dismissive kind of... Yeah. You know, yeah, pissed him off now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No wonder... You know, and actually, someone, you know, one, one reviewer said, no wonder he's fucking pissed at the Tell beginning the of New Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because actually he's just gone through that. Yeah. He was so fucking close, man. He nearly had those plans in his hands. And then when he gets there, he's pretty close as well. Yeah. When he gets the blockade runner, he's pretty damn close. Yeah, well. fucking um, excellent. Just wrap up the things I've been watching. Yeah, yeah, because it's already... I've yeah, taken up far too much time. It's already three hours in. Now, <laughs> yeah. Um, Spartacus, Blood and Sand. Rewatching mm. that. Have you ever watched it? Mm-hmm. It's so good. It, it, There's so many yeah. titties. <laughs> it, it really... Do you like films about gladiators? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it really does portray itself as it's boobs and it's, it's blood. But... Before Game of Thrones, the, there was blood pretty on much, the sand. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's, it's quite. You got shit. There's quite a lot of willies in it as well. Oh, there's a load of willies. Oh, yeah, in man. Yeah. John Sim. There is, is John Sim. Yeah. Gets his, no, no, not John, John Sim. It's, um, it's the guy from the Mummy. The guy from the Mummy yeah. gets his tallywhacker out loads of times. Oh, no, what? This is Brendan Fraser. No, no, the other guy, the little brother. The little Scottish guy. The little Scottish guy. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, don't look at me. He's John, called Four Weddings. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. That's a Let's play. Let's, let's say he's just making noises better. So. <laughs> Batiatus. Batiatus. Is that let's it? just call him Peter O'Hanra O'Hanra. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's really good. It's surprisingly like the yeah, action scenes. Or... Yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. The action scenes are are really really well done. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm really enjoying watching it again. I, I first time I watched it, I was thinking, okay, I'm just kind of watching this because blood, boobs, bumming. It's fun. Um, all the bees. All the bees, yeah. Well, those are the hashtags for the next Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs, blood and bumming. It's going to be a rust tits. <laughs> try to get, try rust get one size of all of those in at once. <laughs> so, we, um, other than that, though, watched uh, a great... Started watching a documentary on the History Channel, weirdly enough, called Superheroes Declassified, which is about history... Uh, the role the superheroes have played in history and like why they came about and the exact mm. reaction they are to certain points in history interesting oh, right. really, so actually really a slightly serious thing yeah so so the, the history channel and the discovery channel are not what they once were so <laughs> the reason Superman came about was because they needed a, a patriot mm. um, like a wholesome someone to look up to and then the reason Batman came about was because there were gangsters everywhere so they needed mm. someone to read about who could come in and kick the arse of the people on the street. Yeah. Uh, really, really interesting. Uh, and there was one other thing I was watching. I've totally forgotten what it was, though. It probably wasn't that important. Um, 
I've, I've been watching a ton of stuff. Did I tell you I went to see Baby Driver? Yeah. Did we do that before? No. Like, if we, we need to go see it because you will wait yourself. It's so, yeah, I, I really want to see it. so good. It's the best film I've seen in the last few years, I would say. Um, so yeah, I would recommend going to see that. And I saw Spider-Man as well, which is really, really good. Spider-Man. 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 Yeah. Nice. Peter, Spider-Man. Yeah. Peter, Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. Russ, That's it. Sorry. Yeah. I have been... So I've got Skyrim on pause a little bit, and I'm determined to crack my way through Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, but oh, it's just not—it's just not quite right, is it? I got—I got bored. Some little things, just oh, come on, guys. You know, so it's bland. It just—it does seem a little bit insipid so far. I'm determined to give it give it a fair chance. Uh, I've also—I've been playing a bit of Kerbal Space Program. Oh, I really want to play that. Super addictive. Yeah, um, and they're—they're they're super adorable. But yeah, it's—it's it's like. Quite challenging. Hmm. You come you, to start, you're sort of refining your design. Yeah, so you, you find yourself like actually looking up articles on Wikipedia about orbital <laughs> dynamics. <laughs> yeah. It just starts to get a bit involved. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. And then watching... Uh, so I've been watching... Uh, there's a guy on YouTube who's doing... Um, he's a game designer. Mm. And he's doing these like Let's Play type videos where he plays through uh, a level of Half-Life 2. And kind of narrates it from like a game designer's perspective, oh. and it's super fascinating. I just sort of stumbled across it. What's um, it called? Uh, it's called I think it's like Radiator Yang or something. Is his his YouTube name? Okay. Uh, and the the series is called like Level Up. So he does it on Twitch and then puts them out on on YouTube. It's called Level Up. Yeah, something like that. I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure it's called Level Up. But yeah, so I think he's he's doing them at the moment. He's up to I think he's just up to like the anti citizen one. Bit of Half Life Two, so quite near the Actually, end. Actually, he's literally going through. Half yeah, this is like starting, starting at the start and just playing through. He does them for about an hour at a time, That's and so um, awesome. yeah, kind of commentates on it, but not in terms of what's happening, mm-hmm. but like in the choices that they've made and some of the, you know, sort of like goes a bit behind the scenes, turns on some of like the AI scripting and the sort of the, the hidden stuff, so you can see like the pathways that mm. the the, uh, the NPC players are following and the sort of the meshes that they that they work mm-hmm. within about how sort of you know how the levels constructed the sort of the limitations of the source engine at the time compared to a modern game engine so sort of like why the like on the big outdoory levels mm. whenever you go inside somewhere it's like it's really sparse in there there's nothing mm. in there and that's because like the polygon count for the whole level was going to hit a certain limit so they didn't have the you know the, if they'd made the interiors really detailed then the outside would have been had to be much smaller. Yeah, so, like. like on the um, coastal road. Yeah, so whenever you go into yeah. a building, there tend to be like empty buildings, just like a chair in them or something. Yeah. Rather than these super detailed interiors. Hence why they sort of made the choice to make everything look destroyed. And yeah. It, but, the, but the point is, working with the limitations of the engine, they've yeah, actually made some ambient story building. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, storytelling through the world. It is sparse. Yeah. It's the coastal road, the combine are clamping down and they're. You know, they're burning piles of bodies outside of some of the houses and things mm. like that, you know. It's but yeah, no, some really good insights into awesome. them. Yeah, lots about the sort of the emergent storytelling that they went with. Mm. So, you know, loads of, like, especially on that coastal highway thing, you can just drive past all those houses. Yeah. But there's little details in all of them that sort of give you a bit more I, perspective I on it. and meticulously crawl yeah. through those buildings when I play it. And uh, yeah, just like loads of super fascinating stuff that you don't really think about when you're playing, but like all the... The way they hint and pathfind, so the way lighting is used to sort of 
point you towards your goal and make sure that it's never too uncertain what you're meant to be doing or mm. where you're meant to be going. The way they sort of teach you to use things before then you have to use it as a problem-solving tool. It's really interesting. I'm, I'm hooked. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, it sounds, sounds really interesting. I haven't even finished the game. So. How I have finished Half-Life 2. I've had one corner to drift around for the last... <laughs> <laughs> since... When was the last time we did it? What have you been playing? There's in four or five weeks? There's an that? achievement in Half-Life 2 Episode 1, which is regarded as, like, one of the most insanely, ball-achingly difficult achievements yeah. to get. In and it's right at the start of the game. There's a little garden gnome. Oh, number two. Yeah. Half-Life 2 Episode it's 2. Episode 2. Mm. Uh, and basically, you have to pick him up and carry him through the entire game until the last level where there's a, a rocket that gets launched in space and you put him in the rocket, the rocket launches up. And I think the achievement's called Little Rocket Man. Is this like um, in Left 4 Dead 2? The gnome on the roller coaster? Possibly. But this is, but this is this is insane. insane. So you have to, you, you have can't to use any him. cheats or anything. You have to, so when you're carrying him, you can't use any weapons. So you have to carry him along and it's it's got a damage rating as well. So if it, if it gets damage too much it'll, it'll break so every time every single time you get engaged by an enemy you have to find somewhere safe <laughs> put the gnome down, get a gun out kill everybody go back to the gnome pick the gnome up go forward another half meter put the gnome down kill everybody and and like if the gnome gets shot you go and then you're, you're fucked you gotta do it all over again yeah well you can you can save but you can't mm. use any any cheats or anything worst of all though is that a vast proportion of that game up till when you get to the rocket is driving hmm. in that yellow hot rod that you find. Which you can't carry the gnome in. Which you can't carry the gnome in. So you have to find a way to sort of, well, kind of lodge it into the model of the car in such a way that you can drive very slowly. Yeah. And you can see it sort of doing a tumble animation over the top of your head and you just want to keep going for that extra foot. Until it just plops out the back and you have to fucking pick the... And <laughs> there's a bit where you come under fire from an attack helicopter. Yeah. So you're trying to get this gnome along this road at a snail's pace while this attack helicopter is just... Just fucking harassing you. The whole, it's absolutely mental. I've, I've tried to do it. Failed. Yeah. Utterly. You, you, you get after about an hour, you're like... You fuck this. Fuck it. Yeah, I fuck can't this. can't do this. Jesus Christ. Because there's people that have done it. You can watch sort of recordings of their games on YouTube, but... It's insane. Uh, what else? Have we, I've been watching. So we just started watching Wet Hot American Summer uh, ten years later. <laughs> what do you think? I watched well, it as well. When you just started watching the first episode, because yeah. in preparation for that, I also watched First Day of Camp and the film and Hurricane the Fun again. They're all so good. Yeah. Um, are they all? They're all on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Hurricane of Fun. That's the, the, the documentary, documentary about. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, the, the other two. All of it. I've watched all of it. It's I just great. love it when they go out to town and there's something that scene where they're all taking heroin. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, they get like they buy like an ice cream and then they get yeah. some cigarettes and then they get some beer and then yeah. they get some weed and then they're just <laughs> wasted on the floor of this DOS house. Yeah. Heroin needles dripping out their arms. And then like they go back to they go back to the camp and like oh that was a really fun hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Right it's, up there next to my dick cream. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, th this is more room. of the same, basically. Yeah. I, I, I just remember something else I watched, but we'll get to it in a bit. Yeah, sorry, Russ. Quite all right. No, I think that's about it. You watching Rick and Morty yet? No, but Shark keeps mentioning it, so I think it won't be long. Because I've... Oh I, 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 have, you, have you been watching Series 3? We'll get to that in a second. Then. I watched Defenders as well before we move on. Yeah. 
I loved it. Like, it's getting, it's getting me- mediocre reviews. Yeah, I'm not so... Bl- Iron Fist was shit. You're, you are the target audience. In what... Yeah, partially, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's still really good. It's still, I still know when something's good and when something's bad. What? No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, I'm pretty not good. It, not you know, when 20% of it is good. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that Alien Covenant was a shit film. I know that much, at least. Yes, but then, to be fair, I think pretty people, much even an infant people liked know it. that was shit. Yeah, but those people are wrong. Yeah, I and should be expunged from the gene pool. <laughs> when, when the site goes back up, I'm going to do a post on what Rogue One got so right that Alien Covenant got so wrong. Fantastic. Had Darth Vader in it. Yeah, <laughs> no. There's more to it than film. that. Like I, I, I understand films to a certain extent. And Defenders is is pretty good. Am I, the only one, am I the only one eating these? By the way, they're a long way away. Oh. Yeah. Tom, what have you been up to? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Dan. That's very kind of you. I've been doing quite a bit, to be honest. Um, watching, uh, it seems to be there's a lot of that '70s show <laughs> that Jolie's never watched <laughs> that I have. So we've just been watching that over, and I come to the conclusion that series six is by far the worst series. Series seven was pretty good. The eight series, I'm never going to watch. I never have. Um, and the best line in that show, hey Jackie, guess what part of my body I've named Pink Floyd. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, you know what your problem is? I'm too good looking. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that to about five people through the episode. That's quite funny. Um, yeah, so we've been watching a bit of that 70s show. Um... Obviously, there's the new series of Rick and Morty, mm. which is fucking brilliant. And as all the reviewers on uh, Polygon, IGN, a lot of people that I saw reviewing it, the Pickle Rick joke turned out not to be just a single I'm a pickle joke. The it deepest episode of the series. One of the deepest, most fantastically written <laughs> episodes I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely superb. And it was hilarious as well. Mm. Um, and I've even watched the number five yeah um, yeah on um, on a spurious app <laughs> on Netflix by the time on it's Netflix yeah, yeah on Netflix um, which was also excellent yeah which had Jerry back in it which was also superb it's just brilliant I, you know Russ I'm not going to go into any more details because you haven't seen it but Rick and Morty no, just, it just gets better the first series was good mm. second series was superb and the third series looks like it's going to be by hand, I mean, by far the best I'm happy to wait two years for a per series if this is mm. how good it is when it comes out mm. Dan Harmon is something else when it comes to writing. He hates himself, but mm. he's very meticulous. And, yeah. and you can, what they do is they take sci-fi premises and just turn them on their heads. It's, it's great. It's so, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Rick is, without a doubt, one of the best characters that anyone has ever created. The Avengers rip-off last week was quite good as well. Yes, it was superb. Yeah. Absolutely superb. And how he got, just got blackout drunk and <laughs> yeah. figured out ways to... He just sword them, yeah. <laughs> This guy gets it. Noob, noob, noob. noob. <laughs> I thought we might hang out. And There's so many articles on down. Noob, noob is, is all of us and somebody. <laughs> yeah. He's in it for like 10 seconds. Um, yeah, so that is awesome. Um, playing, uh, I picked up, because of my birthday, um, Prey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The new Prey, which is very, very good. Um, the enemies are a little bit samey after a while. I completely concur with all the reviews that said that the mimics, while fantastically designed are fucking irritating mm. you, you never quite feel like you get the edge on them but that's because they're not very well um, thought out and path found mm. they're, they're just a bit they're the wrong height for your character mm. you know what I mean you know you've got to have some sort of level playing field and the, the I mean the big ones the big mimics are 
are scary, genuinely scary, and you feel quite titanic when you take them down. But, um, you know, fuck all that aside, and you've got a superb exploration game in space, um, and a very nice twist at the end, um, if I do say so myself. And what else do I do? Oh, well, I was talking to Dan about this, something that I've uh, ribbed Dan mercilessly for liking for over, uh, you know, many, many years. Um, I, because I'm a member of EA Access, decided to finally download Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2, mm. and I pinged on Titanfall 2 and started playing the campaign um, just bef- before, and I haven't even looked at Battlefield 1 yet, I've been playing Titanfall 2 because it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. The campaign is brilliant. The premise is simply, you are very agile outside of it, but if you want to, you can jump into a massive great big fucking robot mm. and mow people down in their droves. It's just cathartic brilliant fun superb and all those times I said I believe that you believe that um, I take it back mate I eat my words I it's believe that superb. you believe <laughs> I believe that you believe yeah. that no I love that game that game is it's cracking yeah it's, it's so superb. much fun and the story is, is wonderful mm. as well like you genuinely start caring for um, your your time for BT yeah he talks to you he's got a little sense of humour yeah I love it um, it's absolutely superb yeah so what else did I watch anything else? There was a film me and Joey watched recently, which escapes me right now, but it was motivated by uh, the poster I'm sitting in front of, Red and Deadly 2. <laughs> was, um, oh, it was Under Siege. We nice. watched Under Siege. Amazing. Yeah. I, I'm loving this because she list, we listened to the, uh, that whole podcast while we were decorating <laughs> the um, bathroom recently, <laughs> and she was laughing her way through it and stuff like that, which I was quite proud about. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm making my wife laugh. We're all, you know, we're all funny. She found it all amusing. Um... Yeah, and so she, and then we were sitting down for dinner uh, after we put Vinny to bed, and and she was just like, "Let's watch Under Siege." I was like, "Yes, watch Under Siege, brilliant." <laughs> that, That's was that was the evening. The exact response you want from someone listening to that podcast, yeah, is, "I now I really want to watch Under Siege." I want to watch Under Siege, mm. or Air Force One, yeah. or I want to see Broken Arrow, or the net you, you don't want to see Broken Arrow <laughs> no. or Sneakers yeah Sneakers yeah, yeah the blind guy Air Force One is such a good movie no, it, really it is. is a good film mm. it is a very good film I like that team that we put together as well yeah the I more I think about it the more I like it there's quite a lot of them yeah like it's a big team I think you'd need like Joss Whedon levels of screenwriting mm. ability to get a, a decent narrative arc yeah. for each of those characters Brooke Hammer will figure it out he'll be okay yeah. Bodie he's <laughs> <laughs> just Bodie down the but he's, he's only got one name yeah. He's like Madonna. Angela Bennett. Get me Angela Bennett. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, superb. Yeah. yeah, so that's me. Cool. So, uh, that's us. That's yeah. what we've been doing. That's what we've been watching. Dan, I'm going to hand over to you yeah. for this news section. News. News. But it's only one topic. News. Maybe two. Maybe two, depending yeah, on how we do for time. time. It is two news. Well, almost over half an hour. Fuck, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can fit. So, big I thing. how much of the podcast we spend talking about how we're going to keep it short and tight, and wondering if we can keep keep things in. Yeah, if we just cut that out, yeah, yeah short and tight. Five minutes. <laughs> um, big news for us. I'm not saying this is necessarily the big nerd news this week, but big news for us is all to do with Xbox. I think, or the last couple of weeks since we've hmm. got together. A number of things have happened yeah, on... they're bashing some stuff out, aren't they? Yeah, a number of things happened on what I would consider our favourite games console. Certainly the one that we all have in common. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think we've come close to being fanboys. No. No, I no. might be. No. We always, we always 
stay one step back from whatever line you mm. have to cross to be the seaman encrusted. Happy to be a little bit critical of it, yeah. But mm. also, like you are capable of accepting that the PlayStation is perfectly good. Yeah, it's, it's a great work, if not maybe a little bit better. So, there you yeah. go. so you're not a fanboy. Okay. However, I have ordered a Project Scorpio Xbox One X. Yeah, that, that is... I'm jealous. It's on the line there, isn't it? Yeah. Bear in mind that there is absolutely back. nothing special about it apart from the fact that it says Scorpio on it. It's the same price as the other one. Like. It's the same price. Same price as the other one. <laughs> it's the same price as the other one, so I don't yeah, that, that is. I'm actually slightly surprised that it's the same price, right. but it, I mean, <clears> even, <throat> even by Microsoft standards, that would be cheeky to yeah. charge you more just for a custom paint job on the outside. So the world well, most powerful. All yeah. the hardware on the inside. Yeah. It's exactly the same yeah. as the standards. Standards Xbox One X, Xbox One X. So this is the. The, you remember the day one editions? Of the oh, one? yes. No, I yeah. yeah, Sorry, I'm with you so now. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just got Project Scorpio written in yes. places. And yeah. It, yeah. I'm just going to get a normal one and tip exit on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Spelled wrong. Yeah. K's instead of C's. Like people used to do at school <laughs> with their record bags. Yeah. They tip X the Technics logo on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the world's most powerful console is released on November 7th. Have you noticed that on all of PlayStation's adverts at the moment, they've got a little the world's most powerful console like sticker on all their adverts, mm. which presumably they're going to have to take Just off. Just rip off. Oh, do you think they'll do what they did with their um, Anthem footage? Did you hear about this? So have, so you, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No, so Anthem, when, you know Anthem was um, announced for Xbox at um, E3. Yes. Uh, Sony... <clears throat> Because um, it's coming out on the PlayStation, it's only eager to show everyone that's coming out on the PlayStation released it at one of their events. Um, and all they did was uh, crudely cover over the Xbox buttons with their own buttons, put it up on YouTube to everyone going, um, like when it says press X to shoot, that's yeah. a little crudely drawn triangle. Yeah. And apparently <laughs> it was really badly done, and everyone's going, um, that's just. <laughs> that's just an Xbox controller <laughs> so they had to take it down really quickly which is hilarious douchebags um, but yeah so Project Scorpio comes out on the 7th of November how are we feeling about it it's basically just a souped up Xbox One yeah I, I'm definitely going to get one I'm, I'm, I always get the release edition of mm. console so this time I'm going to wait until there's the Xbox One XS or whatever the fuck they're going to call it because they yeah. can't call it that no but there will be a, <laughs> when there's a revised hardware edition mm. of the Scorpio. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to wait till then. Yeah, yeah sure. that was exactly my answer. I'm usually an early adopter. Yeah, and then you see the Xbox One S come out, and you're like, oh, that you're looks like, oh, for really fuck's nice. sake! And do you know what? I th- I think to myself, even now, I could have waited until now to get an Xbox One. Yeah, um, been, it's getting close. Like the the when the like the PlayStation Two Slim mm. came out, sort of like three years after the original yeah. PS2 and then the, the PS3 Slim was quite a while after the original release yeah but also as was the Xbox 360 mm. the old the, 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 the 3 had the, the Playstation 3 had the the original Biggin mm. the Slim and then the Super Slim the PS3 Biggin yeah it was the Biggin like the one with the 40 the George Foreman like yeah, basically yeah. the one with the yeah. Spider-Man right yeah, on yeah. the top and then yeah, it had the Slim, which I have, and then yeah. it had the Super Slim, which everyone in the shop told me to avoid. And I looked at that and I was like, why? And they said, oh, hardware issues. And I was mm. like, oh, yeah, mm. whatever. I had, sort of I had the Slim there. They well. literally said right. the, the Super Slim had hardware issues. that yeah, They tried to condense everything so much that it yeah. couldn't cool properly. 
Um, so it heated up very quickly. So you had to sort of like play in 45 minute bursts. So I mean, the first first thing I want to know <clears throat> is, do we think that the Pro and <clears throat> the X are going to extend the console life of this generation? These consoles, the Xbox isn't selling as well as the PlayStation 4, but it's still selling very well. It's still selling in line with the 360 at least. Mm. It's just the PS4 has gone crazy. So do we think that they well, want to the milk problem. this? That's the problem, isn't it? Is that everyone always always forgets that when all the reports say the PS4 is the best selling, yeah. they always neglect to mention that that doesn't mean that the you know you could be selling one more than your yeah. competitor and you could still be the best. Well, it's still selling quite a few more than the Xbox One, but the Xbox One is still selling really well. Mm. Um so, I mean, do we think that they're going to want to milk this generation for as long as possible? So they release the Pro, they release the X. I hope like, so. I think this is yeah. the first generation in a while where you've actually had the pundits saying, God, do you remember when consoles lasted for a while? Yeah. When it wasn't mm. sort of two years between every new cycle? Yeah. And, the, the, you know, if you look at the gap between the, the console generations, they have been chunking down by at least yeah. a year or so every every cycle. I mean, I, I, I remember saying on a, a pod, you know, Back, but quite near when mm. when Russ joined, actually, sort of saying that I was I was I was tired and nauseated mm. of feeling like I had to I was going to miss out on stuff because yeah everything was so quick and it's not like every couple of years I can afford to just shell out another five yeah. you know half a thousand pounds is how I see it. I don't see it as halfway to a thousand yeah, pounds yeah. I see it as they're not impulse buys no. No. no 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 especially not five hundred quid which is why it surprised <clears throat> me how well the switch is doing because. The Switch some shops have got yeah. to offer some really fucking good trading deals. Yeah, they've got. To, I mean, they've got to give you half. You know, yeah. you're giving the shop a. Uh, you know, if it's a well looked after Xbox One, which mine is, mm. you know, meticulously well looked after. Um, you know, I want a fair deal on it. My 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 favorite thing about the. I want all of my stuff to carry over properly and seamlessly with no fucking shonking around. Well, it should do. Did though, you have you not heard about this system? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? So, uh, if you've got an external hard drive, you literally unplug the external hard drive, plug it into the X, and it'll all just work straight away. Yeah, but that is still ball ache. I don't want to have to bother with that. All my stuff's on an external hard drive, so don't bother me. You have to accept a certain... Yeah. Like it's not gonna have a little robotic arm that comes out and unplugs you. No, I mean, what I want is I want want it to know that it would have... Logged my personal profile on there. Yeah. You know, we are at the level after all. Oh, where it, it, it will do that. Should, yeah. It will do that. You know, and I don't want any bullshit. It's going to take about weeks to download all your games. Though. I don't want to go. No, you can't have that one. It's not going to do that. Like the, the, I bought. It's not like all that bollocks yeah. with like the data transfer yeah. cable. That you no, have no, to no. Buy it's, 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 it's got the same operating system as the Xbox One. If you, yeah, but, so, but it'll still go. Eh. It won't. It won't. It won't. Yeah, if, but I guarantee it does, it'll be something. I it does, guarantee it won't because I bought a second Xbox for myself, um, and all my games that I have on my profile were sitting there just waiting to download. So I just hit download for all of them. It took ages to download them all. So the thing is, there were loads on my Xbox 360 that I had. Yeah. That when I bought the Xbox One, I, I still haven't got back yet. Because they're not backward compatible. I know, but isn't that bullshit? It's getting there, Tom. It's better than anything else. I don't think you can complain about that. Oh, I'm still going to complain. I've got blood, I've got blood money on the Xbox 360. There was a digital download that, because I now don't have an Xbox 360, I can't play anymore. That does aggrieve me on... You chose to sell your Xbox 360. Mm. I did indeed. But I still paid for it. 
So technically, I have I am a license holder for a game yeah, that I can't and, play. But if yeah, it if comes back magically backwards compatible, you'll yeah. be able to play it again. Now, and if you buy a 360 again and you log on, you'll be able to download it again. It's ball ache. There's nothing you can do about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like going into the shop with a game, going, yeah, this game doesn't work anymore. Like, so, well, I sold my console. <laughs> but I still want this to work. I've yeah, got Golden Axe on the Mega Drive. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I'm one of these people that thinks we're at a certain level with technology where any, I don't disagree, should be I, able to be fulfilled. In your instance, I don't think it's technology. I think it's licensing that's the problem. It's a real problem. Yeah. So that's not that's them trying to get the supplier on board, the developers on board to say, can we make this backward compatible? Because we're we're nearing a point where the only thing stopping. Xbox having an Xbox One having every game you've ever owned on on the Xbox One is licensing because mm. they are working on the original Xbox backward compatibility. Yeah, <gasps> squirt. So we yeah. well yeah. they're going big like the yeah. the box of yeah. the Project Scorpio looks the original it Xbox. looks like an original Xbox. Yeah. Mm. It's got like that big chunky X on it. So, so we are obviously planning on that. Yeah. Like, that's not something they're just talking about. That's going to be. In place by the yeah. time it's released. So I, say, I remember feeling so ballsy when I bought my first Xbox and <laughs> sitting down in a pub with my mate with this great big thing next to me, just colossal like, suitcase. Yeah, oh, I fucking can't wait to get home with this, cracking it open, shoving in Halo Two, and just like wanking myself into an early grave for the rest <laughs> of the night, edging yourself through the campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so the only th- the only thing stopping that is licensing. Now with the One X, the one thing they announced at this conference the other day. If you could stay awake <clears throat> through the endless stream of bullshit that well, that, that thing was, it was ridiculous. It went on and on. And just awful. Just the whole thing, start to finish, was awful. We had a load of trailers we saw at E3, so mm. excellent. Congratulations. Another Gamescom thing with yeah. sitting on the couches. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I was watching it was because they were going to announce the pre-order date, and I knew that... Oh, God, I'm such a nerd. That the Project Scorpio ones would be selling out really quickly, so as soon as they announced, Amazon pre-ordered. And they sold out within, like, certainly within one yeah. day. Going back to your issue with downloading games, right? Yeah. So, your Xbox One, if you choose to trade it in after you've bought your Xbox One X, you'll be able to transfer all your games via your home network. Excellent. Not via network cable, so they'll just transfer straight away. If you've got an external hard drive, you literally just need to plug the external hard drive in. So I don't have everything downloaded. What I have is I just have... I, I sort of download maybe five to ten games yeah. in a sort of a rolling pool. Yeah, you, you sign in and yeah. know all the ones yeah. you've bought and they'll appear in, in like the regular oh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you they're know, on your profile. it's not unheard of for updated versions of consoles to suddenly uh, no, but, but after one. last time that is exactly the sort of thing they're going to be putting a huge amount of effort into. Yeah. They're, they're leaning so much on backwards compatibility hey, in this one. Do you know what? I, so I, they're I, gonna, you're, you're preaching to the they're choir. They're going to get it right. I'm just a guy who's who's got a Samsung S8 mobile phone and its digital assistant Bixby has only just got voice activation. Mm. Who the fuck is Bixby? Bixby, <laughs> Bixby is Samsung's Cortana. Does Bixby get bullied a lot by Siri and Alexa? <laughs> Bixby is pretty shit. <laughs> All I'm saying is that big tech giants make mistakes, even yeah, yeah. even mm. the most tested. But hey, I'm just saying. I'm this married. is just a, this I'm, is just I, a souped up hey, Xbox you, One. You guys said you weren't fanboys, but you've been pretty passionate. About <laughs> this just saying, I've done it, and it works. All your games are on your profile. So you've it's got, got an Xbox One X, have you? No, I've got an Xbox One. Oh, so you haven't done it, have you? <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's just an Xbox One. Yeah, that, that, I think that is actually something to remember about this thing. 
it is just a better version. It, it's yeah. it's like they've installed a new graphics card and some more RAM. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I know they say they've built it from the ground up, but yeah, architecturally, it's it's very very similar. So I'm going to transfer all my games over to my hard drive, my Xbox One X alternator. And the other option is that I can then network share games between. If I choose to have two Xboxes in the house, I can keep my Xbox and network share games between the two of them. So disappointing news for the Xbox. Crackdown 3, which was the launch title for the One X... Isn't going to work? It's, it's apparently shit. <laughs> and it's, it's been put back to next year. Mm. Which is concerning. Because then Scalebound's been cancelled, Fable was cancelled, and yeah. then all of a sudden we're left with a very anemic uh, line-up. Yeah, for... I don't know how many more times I can watch that Assassin's Creed Origins trailer. No. Um, it's ridiculous, not, not a great... I mean, yeah, it, it kind of... It's not like they're launching a new console. Yeah. It's just a souped-up console. But, yeah, Crackdown 3 is a bit of a disappointment because it sounded that the the sort of the cloud-based physics mm. rendering is a super interesting concept, but if all they had was that idea and they neglected to build a <coughs> fun game around it, then uh, that's a bit of a problem. It's <laughs> just a, a whiteboard with cloud-based physics, physics then just... Big Racing gap question mark and Terry Crews. Yeah, very good. <laughs> but Crews is so is much fun, and it, you never. Although you're this insanely super powerful mm. thing, you never felt overpowered. Yeah, I felt like Saints Row Four. I started to find a bit boring because mm. you're just you're just too powerful. Yeah, and you can do everything. You can the fly, running, the jumping, the flying. Yeah, like, it, it gets to the point where nothing's a challenge. And yeah. Also, you never get in a car because you're like, why would I get in a fucking car? I can fly, fly there yeah. in a quarter of a second. <laughs> yeah, um, but you, it, you're too powerful. It's unbalanced. Whereas Crackdown, never really felt like that. Even though you're this insanely agile superhuman, you're still sort of human. Yeah. Um, you know, you still you're still affected by gravity. You can fall off stuff. You can get shot. It's yeah. part of the reason why I'm actually quite glad that there's not too much coming out with mm. the with the um, the One X or yeah. Scorpio. Well, I've, I've never got any time to play anything anyway, so I don't really mind. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually kind of nullifies the whole thing. It's like, look, this is really souped up. It's super efficient. It's it's going to provide a platform for the next half a generation of games. Mm. And you know, if Sony wants to. Sony wants to beat this, they genuinely are going to have to start another generation of consoles. Yeah. Mm. But actually, it's something you said a very long time ago, you can't really get better graphics at the moment. Once you get to photorealistic, yeah. you're kind of like, and what? You know? There's, yeah, there's just a more powerful console doesn't actually mean a better game. Exactly, exactly. It doesn't. It just means that the capability of what you can do... In fact, it's probably just... I don't know. What can you do? A slightly... I mean, to be fair, it's going to be a slightly better version of Skyrim. It's <laughs> yeah. what we're going to get with more Nords. What we needed was... Now with more Nords. More Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's been released. There's, there's nothing that's really... Like, if, you, if you ever read about sort of old, like proper old school game mm. design back in sort of like the, you know, Spectrum days, they were... You know, the the, the entire game was less file size than the picture that's the cover art on a modern yeah. game. Yeah. You know, they had to like take apart the hardware and work out any way that they could squeeze a single extra byte out of it. Yeah. There was so much work. Went into these incredibly simple games, but just to, to cram as much as they possibly could into the, the working memory of these computers. And now it's not like that now. There's no 
nothing's really pushing things to the limit. No. No matter how much the adverts might say. Which is are. why you get the long, long series of games that mm. you have nowadays mm. that it's just so easy to crank out whatever yeah. next bit of shit, you know. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I, I, that, that sort of thing when you're talking about squeezing that last bite out just reminds me of the um, uh, my dad's 486 uh, yeah. back in the day. You know, it had like a gig hard drive. And like, fucking hell, a gig! You know, and actually, you'd have to make that conscious choice of what game am I playing right now? Because if I install Dark Forces on this, that's going to take up half a gig. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to play anything else. So it's like, right, I'm playing Dark Forces. And actually, that's the thing. Is back then, you played games from start to finish. Yeah, to over and over. There was no option to constantly being installing and uninstalling stuff and things nowadays. We are sport for choice. I sometimes find myself looking at my little meager pool of 10 games or something that I've got on my Xbox at any one time. And I kind of look at it and I I do that thing where I say to Joe, there's nothing really to play. It's like, fuck it, yes there is. I haven't finished any of them. When you're a kid, you have one game and that lasts you months because you'll play it and then replay it and then replay it because that's all you fucking got. Absolutely. Games were expensive. Exactly. A a new Mega Drive game cost about 40 quid in the 90s which is about a million pounds in today's world. (laughs) Adjusted for inflation. Complete Sonic 2 the second day it came out. Yeah. And then I continued to play it again for the rest of the year because it was the only game I had on it. And I was fine with that. Now, I've got 300 games on my Xbox. Don't give me an anxiety attack. And do you know what what I do? I drift around one corner on Forza Horizon 3 for four hours at a time when I'm playing. So... I um not crazy. You know it. <laughs> I'm, I might buy you an external hard drive though, because you're, you're making me feel a little. Bit... I, I, I just I kind of don't see the point because you don't need funny. to download unless you want to jump in and out of games. You don't need one. You do if you share your Xbox with someone that's playing on it. Although she just plays Overwatch. Yeah, so you have two games installed. You can deal with that. Yeah, I just, I yeah, it, it's different if you're doing. What I'm doing. Your quasi legal game. It's game very legal. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is that worth mentioning is Game Pass just keeps getting better and better every month. The, the new this this is the way it's going. It's, it's yeah. all going to be it's going to be Netflix for games or Spotify for games. There was, yeah. Do you remember that thing called OnLive a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. There was way ahead of its time. Yeah, where everyone was like, that's great. My internet connection can't mm. deal with that though. But it's it's not far off the point where you will just be able to do that. So all you'll have is a little box that sends your button presses to some mm. server farm somewhere and it sends back a frame of video. Well, these ones you have to download. Game Pass you still have to download. Yeah, Game, game, pass, game pass is like a season mm. pass thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's not, you're it's, not playing the games in the cloud. But that's, that's, that's the way it's moving. It's going to be a subscription to a service. Mm. So Xbox will be the service. Yeah. And you pay a certain amount of money and you can get Xbox with everything that is made for it. They are, um, but they're adding like six, seven games a month to Game Pass. Hmm. It's very good. And, well, and the games on that there, they've exhausted yeah. the revenue stream from. Yeah, stick it on there. You know, and there's, there's games on there that I've I played the um, Swapper on, on Game Pass. I fucking love it. That game's great. Yeah. Um, mm. But then, so they announced that this is the way Phil Spencer's already talked about his dream for Game Pass is it to become very similar to Netflix in the sense that there are games that are released just for Game Pass like for Game Pass at the same time as they're released so 
The first example of this seems to be the ReCore Definitive Edition, mm-hmm. which is going to be on Game Pass the day it comes out. It's a reissue, though. Not a new game. Yeah, but I think it, I think it's an experiment to see if it's going to work. Oh yeah, yeah. And Recall's quite good fun, but yeah. But um, I think um, Recall has robots in it, doesn't it? It does have robots in it. I like robots. Cool. <laughs> but um, <laughs> cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, excellent. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> um, but I, I think going back to the One X, the other thing to mention about it is the sheer amount of games that are going to be affected by it as well, which is more than I think anyone thought, which is 100 games. Yeah, but what? Like, if it's going to be the case where you'd have to get the original and the One X version up at the same time, be like, oh yeah, that, that tree's got five yeah. more leaves. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's going to be the case for probably 80 out of 100 of the games, and yeah. there's going to be 20 games it will actually do something for. But it, it's... There is at least support for it, which yeah. is encouraging. And do you get things like, um, like Just Cause Three? Mm. It has frame rate issues when yeah. things get really crazy. The frame rate drops down to about twenty. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that presumably will be uh, will be addressed. Except for Destiny, because Destiny aren't best friends with Microsoft. But yeah. Uh, anything? Anyone? Anything to add about Xbox? Like the last couple, the last couple of months, which has been quite big for Microsoft. I hope it makes a difference. I really do. I really hope it makes a difference for developers. Yeah. I really hope that they see it as an opportunity to try and push the boundaries a bit. Yeah. I think one of the major things that we've missed a lot over the last year, two years yeah. maybe, is that no one seems to, apart from very few um, publishing houses mm. and developers, seems to be trying to push the envelope any further than it is. I yeah. remember a time when it used to feel like the next game you got was a step forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And sometimes, things like Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge is a great example of a game that tried something new. Yeah. And yeah, it's absolutely. like it's like in the wilderness, you know, compared to all the shit, like the Call of Duty games that were just being churned out at the time. Mm. Mirror's Edge was one of these things that was a genuinely new thing. Yeah. They tried and it, it like, out. It, and like, People go like, you don't have a gun. Yeah, you don't exactly. Shoot people, yeah, yeah. And that was you know, so insane. And actually, the game rewards you for, for not doing that. You know, you actually get an achievement for doing that. Um, yeah, I just, I hope it, I hope, you know, it's like, right, this is the world's most powerful console. You can feasibly do anything. Don't do what everyone's been doing before. Yeah, Push the envelope, take some risks. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, I think I want to see when Anthem comes out, mm. for example. I think that's going to be the first one that's going to be. This was designed for the One X. This yeah. is the game that was isn't hasn't just as you say a couple of extra trees. This is specifically made for the One X. But there's not going to be anything that's exclusively for the One X, is, it? is there? No, because Microsoft have been very fast and loose with the word exclusive, which tends to mean exclusive for a week. For, for a yeah. week, yeah. <laughs> and then, then no, like, I don't just mean sort of timed exclusive. Yeah. Like nothing's going to be. This just won't work on mm. a. On an Xbox no, one. no. So everything's going to work on an Xbox. One as well as the Xbox One X. It's just I think you'll get to a point where some games work considerably better on a One X than they do on the Xbox One. I'm glad they they seem focused on games hmm. again because there's still been no. They just haven't mentioned DVR, yeah, game recording, apps, home entertainment controlling, yeah, you know all that sort of nonsense. No sign of Connect, yeah, which presumably. 
will be the same as the One S. So you have to yeah, have a little connector it, dongle for the, it. The, the back of it is exactly the same as the One S. Nobody Connect was a huge flop. It, they they misjudged it hugely. Yes, so I quite like it. Although, I mean, I like it. Yeah, yeah. But do you like it enough that it cost and it made your console like 150 quid more expensive than it needed? I to be. didn't buy it. I, I bought it when it was 20 quid in the second hand yeah, yeah, shop. Exactly. And you don't use it. Oh, hey, I've your point. You. <laughs> no. I don't, yeah. not, not even on uh, Mass Effect 3, where mm. you could be like, open door, mm. fuck that, I've got a button, I don't need to speak. I did use it on Mass Effect 3, that's the one yeah, I'm thinking about. It. The one game I did use it on uh, was when I wanted Try. I realised it made me realise I can't pronounce incendiary, because <laughs> um, I was trying to get the ammo up, and the incendiary. incendiary. I'm dead now, fuck it, don't worry about it. Like, incendiary. Like incendiary. Yeah. incendiary. Incendiary. Sitting there going, Garrus, equip, blast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd still do it though. <laughs> Literally, all I use, all that incredible technology in the Connect, yeah. all I use it for is turning the Xbox on and off. Yes. Sometimes nudging the volume up and down a bit. Yeah. I don't. I don't really use it for anything else. And then other than that, it's Xbox. Go to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox. Xbox. Go to. Go to Netflix. Fumble around, find the controller, do yeah. it, and yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. It's. It was a gimmick, and. Yeah, they, they, they should not have bothered with it. That the, Going back to the launch of the Xbox One, man, they made some mistakes with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. They, 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 they know that. And they're still paying for it, which is kind of tragic. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, anything else we've got to add to, to, to the One X? No, I think I'm good. I've said yeah. my bit. Right, should we move on to the second topic then? Go, 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 go. Yeah. Let's go, go, go. Let's give this okay. 20 minutes or so. Yeah, sure. Which is um, DC announcing that for their extended universe, they will be doing a Joker Origins film. Oh, man. That's like an Origins thing about something from, from comics. That's such a fresh take. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever done an origin story in, in a comic film, ever. I have mixed opinions on this. So, <laughs> I'm sure you do. Mine Scorsese is involved, which is interesting. Is it interesting or is it, is it Jared like, Leto? It's, they, they've said it's definitely not Jared Leto. That's so the only one needed to hear. That's the, the plus side of my mixed opinions on this. But they have also been saying that it's going to be... Um, I've heard Leonardo DiCaprio was the Joker. Yeah. Mm. My, my issue with the Joker is... Half the fun of it is that he doesn't really ha- have a, a canon origin story. Well, you're one of those people that likes the idea that there's always a Joker. Yeah. Throughout history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's, he's an idea more than just a person. An mm. idea. A notion. Yeah. <clears throat> but not even that. I like the idea that the Joker, he just comes in, fucks some shit up, but you don't really know where he's come from. It's quite compelling, that idea of him as just like an elemental force of chaotic nature. Yeah. You know, whenever there's something like Batman in the world, yeah, something sees to it that there's a Joker in the world as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't really. I don't. It doesn't need an origin story. Yeah, I prefer that to all the stuff like, oh, he was a stand-up comedian who didn't get people to laugh well enough. Or yeah, because like I mean, they go into it in Killing Joke with the whole um, Red Hood stuff. But um, Heath Ledger said it himself, "I think you and I are destined to do this forever." Yeah. Mm. And I don't think he's talking to Batman. He's talking about people, mm. him and people. The idea of chaos versus order. Yeah. You yeah. and I are going to do this forever. 
Because I, I mean, that's basically that's just what he represents, isn't it? Yeah. He's just pure chaos, no reason, no purpose. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the more... Some hum- men just want to watch the world yeah, burn. Yeah. I, mean, I like the more human side of the joke, don't get me wrong. I don't like the idea of just being unstoppable, but I don't think it needs an origin story. It's not about him being unstoppable, yeah. it's just him not having... There's not really a reason why he's doing these things. Yeah, I, my, my, my biggest issue is that DC seemed determined to do the opposite of what Marvel are doing. Like, even though... Make money and... Good yeah, films. exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, and when they do a good superhero film, it's a good film. Wonder Woman's a great film. Yeah, it's also kind of a Marvel film. Wonder Woman! Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why are they intent on doing so many films based around villains? Because <laughs> all the films they did about heroes were shit and nobody watched them? Yeah, but... Because did... they thought Margot Robbie's ass was going to yeah. save the day. Mm. But the problem, the big, one of the biggest issues with Suicide Squad is... None of them... You're not rooting for any of them. No. They're all dicks. The government in it are dicks. The, the Suicide Squad themselves are irritating and dicks. So th- there isn't a hero in that film. Deadshot Who, comes close. Whoever designed Marco Robbie's um, shorts is the hero. Anyway, there's no one... You, 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 <laughs> don't, you don't give a shit whether any of them live or die in Suicide Squad. Not really, no. Even like Diablo, when spoilers, he does die. It's like I genuinely that, I didn't remember a, that. Yeah, <laughs> so low impact. Yeah. Oh, dude died. Oh well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like he's a, the the flamey guy. Yeah, the one where they tried to give him a sad backstory, but didn't yeah. bother to actually articulate it very well. Yeah, he still sets fire to a lot of people. Is um, the point? He's I'm still sad. not this person. Yeah, <sighs> deep. Deadshot still <laughs> killed a lot of people. Yeah. He's still not amazingly likable, and they're kind of missing the point of a of a comic hero film is that you ruin the, the, the one hero in is Batman at the start when he captures these and then they get put in the Suicide Squad but then even the people he gives them to they're dicks as well so, mm. so, so you, but that's the point it even made Batman look like a dick yeah in Batman vs Superman mm. Batman's the villain in Batman vs mm. Superman because next to Superman pretty much anyone is a dick less righteous yeah mm. Mm. Um, total twat yeah and so I don't think who's. So that's not, it's just not compelling. In, in the Marvel world, yeah. Captain America is their analogue to Superman, yeah. more or less. Kinda, yeah. And he's closer they, to Wonder Woman, but yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Like in terms of narrative purpose, he's, yeah, he's the totemic all-American hero. Yeah, you know the the golden child. But they've made him, you know, convincingly flawed in the films. But they, they, they've that's in line with the comics as mm. well. The comics. Captain, this is all from this documentary. When Captain America is hugely patriotic, was when they needed him to be hugely patriotic. But when things like Watergate happened, Captain America starts questioning things because he is the pulse of the patriotic nation. I think mm. it's fair to say. And I'm not talking about these right wing twats that are out there with their swastikas. I'm talking about the, the the genuine pulse of people that that want to do the right thing. Um, so when bad things happen in government, he the, you find the Captain America comics, he tends to be questioning the government at that mm. time. He tends to be saying, "Well, this isn't really what I'm all about," and that's what Winter Soldier is all about. Yeah, the yeah. character arc in between First Avenger and Civil War is probably the strongest of any of the character arcs of any of the Marvel films because you've got him at the start, which is 
he wants to fight for his country, and that's all he wants to do. He wants to do his bit. He wants to be. He doesn't want to be useless. And by the end of it, he's been through so much shit that he started to question everything. He started to question the government. He started to question his friends, and he's still standing for what he believes is his own moral code. Hmm. And they convey that in three films really, really well. He's got a very good character arc, hmm. and I will bet money ends with him dying in Infin- Infinity Wars. Well, they're resetting the universe, aren't yeah. they? So they're all exiting one way or another. Um, and I would imagine he will, him and Iron Man, it will end with both of them. It'll be the hold hand, holding hands moment at the end of Rogue One, spoilers, mm. where both of them do something incredibly noble. I thought you can say that the holding hands moment at the end of Toy Story 3 for us. <laughs> Similar, though, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to see a film where Iron Man dies. I, that, that would, that will, because Stark is one of those amazing characters that is very tender and soft underneath all the bravado. Yeah, but his arc isn't as strong. No. You know what I mean? It, that's what I'm... That's the, but, so, DC have managed to screw that up already. Because hmm. you bring Batman in halfway through Batman's story, pretty much. Um, and you've brought Superman in, and he's kind of a dick. Like, it, he's still Superman, but he's still kind of a dick. He's trying to do the right thing, but... Gonna kill a few people in the process. So they're trying to give these characters edge when they don't really need yeah. edge. I know. Why give the Joker uh, an origin story to give him edge? He's one of the most edgiest and most iconic characters, not in comic media, mm. in in media. Yeah. Mm. Everyone knows who the Joker is. But villains are also they're just more effective when you don't know where they came from. Well, then so I thought the yeah. uh, the third sort of Hannibal Lecter book was mm. so shit trying to explain why he is the way he is yeah. you don't want to know it, it undercuts the character yes yeah, he's terrifying mm. is the point and it's like the Joker's the same the Joker is best when he's just turning up for no real reason this yeah. is the problem with Prometheus and um, Covenant it's part of the problem it's isn't part it? of the problem Covenant's a really bad it's actually film the well. xenomorph is a more terrifying and more alien alien mm. because of its mysterious backgrounds, yeah. which now these two canonical films apparently have already said, oh, it was a pissed off android. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, he made them. He really wanted to make something. Yeah. Yeah. So what he did was made that. And yeah. like, he got bored of crocheting. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. One of the, the other things that gets getting off subject slightly that Covenant pisses on is the character arc, going back to character arcs of uh, Nimi Rapace's character where at the end of the at the end of Prometheus you're I like I do as well yeah. and at the end of Prometheus like yeah have you seen you haven't seen Alien Covenant have you yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so, alright to see it saying, don't worry don't bother um, you ain't missing the, the end of Prometheus she's been through hell mm. she's had to staple herself together basically at one point in that and um, yeah she's just dead in Covenant she's just died because the person that she saved killed her yeah and it's like oh okay well that's a bit of a, a wet fart of an explanation isn't it along with the fact that you never get to admit covenants for another time uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's too that's too similar to the oh uh, Newton Hicks are dead yeah start of Alien 3 which was just like well I'm now angry yeah because it just this takes well. the wind out of your sails completely yeah um, the the one thing Marvel did well and this isn't really the same is that we? Everyone knows Spider-Man's origin story. 
Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Phil Spider-Man. Phil Spider-Man's origin story. Yeah. So we don't need to hear it again. So they've just gone in and said, Spider-Man's young. He's only just got his powers, but you already know how this works. Yeah, I don't need to see another montage of DNA turning into spider Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Or Uncle Ben. Yeah, uh, being shot, or, or the wrestling match, or whatever. Yeah. world-famous rise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, And that's what makes Spider-Man such a good film. We, we know what happens to Spider-Man. Yeah. So he just comes in and he's Spider-Man. He's learning. And the, once again, this documentary I watch explains how, what Spider-Man is, which is he's a rebellious teenager. He was the first Superman that was a rebellious teenager that's still trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Also, Aunt May is hot now. Aunt May is definitely hot now. Mm-hmm. Um, Younger and hotter. She is, yeah. Mm. Um, so what makes the joke so great is he turns up, he causes Batman some real problems. Oh, the other thing that makes the Joker great is Batman as well, of course. So, is the Joker origin story going to have Batman in it? Well, they're, they're meant to be analogues. They're meant to be reflections of yeah. each other. So you can't really have a Joker without a Batman. Yeah. So, presumably, I, I don't know. You can't have Sean Archer without Caster Troy. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have... <laughs> All those lessons come back to face off. Absolutely. Yeah, I, don't know, I mean, like, is this going to be like Young Joker? Or his <laughs> first caper? I mean, I'm... It might, I think, like with all DC stuff, it might be good. Yeah. It probably won't be. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm beginning to get a bit sceptical of Justice League as well now. Yeah. Wonder Woman was so good. It would be a shame if it was rubbish. But um, just the Joker thing. It's like we keep going back. We've gone back to it so many times. Why, why does the Joker need a reboot? Why yeah. does he need a cinema version of him becoming him? Yeah. And also. Fucking the arrogance of Jared Leto to follow Heath Ledger's version of the Joker, yeah, which has some issues, but also is a very is a very good representation of the Joker. Yeah, mm-hmm. how do you do that? How do you have the arrogance to follow that? And now, who the fuck wants to follow Leto into mm-hmm. that character? I mean, it's Jared Leto, I and mean, the guy's quite a famous actor, but he's a douche. He's a yeah. total douchebag. Like, well, he's, he's, it, his character in that. <clears throat> not Heath, Heath, Joker. Ledger's, Heath Ledger's Joker isn't really the Joker. Oh, there's only one left. Go for it. Isn't really the Joker. He is very, very good as a Nolan verse interpretation of the Joker. But well, he's, he's a version of the Joker that sat really well in that. Yeah, in, in, you know, in those films. Yeah. Whereas, like the the Leto Joker does not seem he doesn't fit. He's out in those, everywhere in those films. He looks like he's come from a music video. Well, he just yeah, and he and is in like a music video. Yeah. He's like a gangland boss yeah. as well. He's right. he's like a a, a mafia style crime boss yeah. rather than what rather than like we sort of say the sort of force of nature. So yeah. when we see the Joker in the club in Suicide Squad, it's like a pumping techno. Music club. So like, I don't want to get Robbie Presumably, with then you've got like the joke is like running a club, so he's employing someone to manage it. And, and he feels in a tax return. You know, I don't want to. I, that's not what the Joker does. I Hang on, I'm just filling in. My if he did <laughs> run a club, I don't think it would look like that either. I think it'd be very almost old timey. It would be fucking weird as well. Mm. But it, it wouldn't be yeah. literally like a club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Queue up to get into, and that has to like, you know deal with the brewery to order drinks in and, yeah. and 
have a bouncer with a security badge sitting outside. It, it'll be some sort of like underground villain zone. He was, he was closer to Falcone or Marone, Maroni mm. in, in, in those films. And it's... it's just, yeah, you're right. He just looked out of place in every single scene. Because, weirdly enough, the others have kind of toned it down a bit. Mm. Whereas he is very much in very in your face. It's, I'm being hassled by a moth. It, it's, it'll, it'll sort itself out, Tom. It'll be okay. It's, so it landed on my head. It's let moths in, or it's close all the windows in this small room with yeah, three yes. men. With beer farts and, and yeah. the heat. But, I, I, yeah, the Joker origin story. It's interesting to see that DC have got Scorsese on board in some way. As a producer, apparently. Well, this Which is, means that he's going to turn up, count his money, and leave. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's various levels of effort that being a producer can, yeah. can cover. There's a real... Um, kind of please God we need some help uh, Martin Scorsese he's, he's good right yeah, yeah, yeah let's get him in let's, let's get Martin Martin you'll, you'll help us because the, you? the director's the guy from The Hangover the director oh the Todd thing yeah yeah and he also directed that War Dogs as well hmm it's just an unnecessary do a Batman film with the Joker in and I think Tom, you're so easily distracted. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see those videos yeah. of like some cats with a laser pointer? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, just do a Batman film with Joker in, and I guarantee all of us would be perfectly willing to forget that Jared Leto even ever happened. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. He just doesn't get it. He just, no, just like, doesn't get it. In the same way that Zack Snyder doesn't really get Batman. He just doesn't. Seriously, guys. <laughs> I know you're trying, you're the, but this is like your specialist subject. This is like your mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> Joker. Of course. <laughs> you got it. Good. Yeah. It's sitting there for a minute. Oh, it's escaped. Oh, <laughs> oh it's escaped. Oh, it's got my wallet. Uh, um, curse you, moth. I don't. Uh, yeah. Not necessary is, is my thought, but I will be intrigued to watch it. I've caught it again. You know where I went wrong last time? Is I opened my hand up to check that I've caught it. Tom, do you want to close off this podcast? <laughs> Why? Because, yeah, you're on your phone and Russ has got a moth in his hand. Sorry, I'm perfectly I'm engaged. <laughs> There's definitely a moth in there, I can feel it moving. Sorry, mate, we'll be out in a minute. Just leave him be. So, in, in summation, Dan is very excited for the origin story of the Joker to be committed to the silver screen. Yeah, I can't wait, yeah. Um, That's exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> one way, I suppose one way of looking at it is it's got to be better than Leto. Yeah, like, there is, there is a possibility that they're doing this to. That they, this might be their way of saying it turns out he wasn't really the actual Joker. Seriously. That would be a bit of a cheap, cheap shot. Mm. Fuck it, yeah. No, this that's fine. Warner Brothers. This guy's not actually the Joker. Yeah. It'd be nice if the first scene was the real Joker killing him. Yeah, exactly. I think we'd all want to watch that. What if they made, what if they made, what if they did that thing where they say, oh, um, the Joker you saw in Suicide Squad was actually Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah. They've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. And this one is actually the real Joker. Like proper Joker. Yeah. 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 But I'll be fine with that. If they, if, if it's a ten minute film where they go, where it's just a guy behind the curtain going, who wasn't really the Joker, it's Jason Todd, here's the real Joker. Ta-da! Yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't yeah. change the fact that the previous film was shit. It doesn't make oh it retrospectively God. better. No, that's true. It doesn't. In and the then, same... then it's someone... Thin and wiry and cavorting around like the Joker in yeah. full outfit, but voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'll be happy as Larry. Yeah, Mark Hamill was definitely the best Joker. He's the he's probably one. I mean, 
you know, Cesar um, Romero, Romero yeah. was was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but Nixon was great as well. Nixon was good. Um, you know, Ledger was gritty. Would you like to see how quite... actually do it? Have a grizzled Joker? I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Like, he, but then, to be yeah. fair, if someone t- said to me, like in Zachary Baden Paul, if someone said to me they've got a video of Rosie O'Donnell fucking, I'd watch that too. Yeah, too. I, you know, like, <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy a minute of it. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like if so. Yeah, in the same way, if someone said, "You never guess what I've got." It's yeah. Nigel Farage yeah. rimming someone. I'm like, I'm going to watch I'm it. Gonna watch I'm going to watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Oh fuck! I had something. Oh bollocks! Now it's gone. Mm. It's gone. Sorry. Think about Nigel Farage rimming people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh god! Oh god! It's gone. <laughs> All the good things have gone. Um, with his face painted like a European flag, he's <laughs> doing it. Um, yeah. I, we'll, we'll see what happens, but well, I think we put that one to bed. Really. Yeah. What sort of stuff? Like, there's no trailers or anything yet, are there? No, it's literally just been announced. Hmm. I'm still more excited about Young Boba Fett. Are like, you excited about you, just quickly then? Are you excited about Young Boba Fett? Yeah. I'm, if they take some of the stuff that I've read in the expanded universe, like that he is actually a guy, <coughs> he was actually a guy called just a guy, Jasta Mareel, yeah, yeah. Um, who took on the name Boba Fett in tribute to a fallen Mandalorian warrior um, and wore his armor, but was actually just a very good bounty hunter. Um, I like that better than the whole. You know, I'm a clone. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm a clone. And especially because they fucking put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. I mean, they fucking dubbed over Jeremy yeah. Bullock in the film. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. Yeah. You know, it was cool. No, he's no good to me dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's no good to me dead. Yeah. He's no good to me dead. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, that's not Boba Fett. <laughs> it was Jeremy Bullock. I was explaining to someone, well, I was talking to Jack at work about how um, Boba Fett basically dies in the Star Wars equivalent of someone being knocked off a ledge by a ladder that they've repeatedly dug behind. Yeah. That's, yeah. Good, that's kind of smart, isn't it? A little bit. He goes out like a bitch. Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. Mace Windu goes out like a bitch. Really does, yeah. Well, he does. He's like, Anakin, clearly evil. Clearly evil. No, he must stand trial. Yeah. yeah. Now Are you sure about this? He's gonna... <laughs> so he must stand trial, but you're perfectly okay with him killing everyone else. Yeah. We'll get to return Revenge of the Sith. Oh, soon. yeah, that's yeah. Return, return of the Revenge of the Return of the Sith. I don't know, yes. I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite, I think, um, I want to see how young Han Solo turns out first, obviously. But Ron then, Howard like, seems to be having a whale of a time doing it, doesn't he? He's just got quite a good life, hasn't he? Mm. But like, um, From so obviously, Ryan like Rogue One was the first of the. Hmm. What are they calling them? They're not the, they're the Star anthology tales. They're the Star Wars stories. Stories, yeah. So we don't know how they were going to feel. They got hmm. none of the main characters in. You know, it's completely separate. But Rogue One was fucking amazing. Yeah, genuinely, I think it might be my second favorite Star Wars film. After Empire. Yeah. After Attack of the Clones, you're right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> After eighty percent of Attack of the Clones ah. and twenty percent of Phantom Menace. Um <laughs> yeah, it's, a battle from Phantom Menace. It's phenomenal. I mean part of that is because like it's been made for people our age. It's not a kids' movie. No. Whereas it's, it's Star just, Wars It's a war film. It's a classic are. war film set in the Star Wars yeah, universe. Or Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mm. Um so yeah, see how Han Solo turns out. Yeah, 
I think they're it's doing origin stories. They're on more really, difficult ground with that yeah. because it's working with a character that you love, mm. and everyone's got their own idea of Han Solo, and if it doesn't match up with that, you're going to be disappointed. But then you've got Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, and I would watch that all day. Yeah, I would watch a so, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian I th- film. Th- I think if we, can, if we can get rid of Han Solo from the young Han Solo movie yeah. and just have. Land, it should be called Lando with an exclamation mark. <laughs> Lando. No, I think it should just be called Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. It could be Donald Glover for an hour and a half trying on different capes. <laughs> and I watch the shit out of that. And then every time he comes out, he's practicing. Well, hello. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. You truly belong with us here among the clouds. Yeah. He's practicing. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think? I'll try the next one. He's literally like, you truly woman. belong with us here in the clouds. Would that better? <laughs> what? Was? Who are you doing? Hello. Hello. George Takai. <laughs> George Takai. <laughs> Hello. Oh, so what's George Takai? It is like, like if you think about, like, he's already been visited by the Empire at that point. Yeah. He must be super stressed, but he's still like, hmm, a woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A woman. I'm just gonna give this the old college try. <laughs> what, what was that from? A woman. <laughs> what was that from? A woman. God, I can't remember. Mm, a woman. He's probably just Is tired of move? tired of uh, erasing Lobot's memory. Yeah, as he's fucking him in the head. So, yeah, yeah. It's just. <laughs> so, it's like, oh my god, an actual woman. <laughs> oh, thank God. Just delete Hello, browsing. What have we here? Put your Lobot into on incognito mode, yeah. <laughs> Just tears. <laughs> I can't feel I told Dan about tears. the existence of incognito mode not, not all that long ago. <laughs> so happy. Shut up. I knew about so, incognito so mode. What does incognito mode do? I'm not entirely sure what it does. It means it doesn't save any websites, web addresses yeah. on your that, computer. Any. Your yes, eye, you were you were trying to hide your eyes lighting up a little bit there. I didn't realise that's what it did. I thought it was just a, like, oh, I'm not going to take down the history. But it would take everything else. It would put everything else everywhere. No, no, it takes out everything. And the, the excuse to use, if, if, uh, if, if you're seen using it, is, oh, I was going to buy you a present and I didn't want the adverts popping up. On Do the you know what's a really good idea? Commit that to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, Joker origin story. <laughs> yeah. Wrap that up. Yeah. Um, nice. All right. I think we're done. We're done. Yeah. This is great. I mean, next week I have no idea what we're planning to do. It's one of two things, but we do discuss what we're going to do on the podcast too much, uh, and Russ gets all moany about that. So we're going. Russ, to... Russ is one of these. Do some of these things before you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. one of those. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. One of them. Rather than us will be like, oh, I think I'm going to write an article that never appears. Yeah, I think it's called Common Sense, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's been brilliant with the classic threesome in the fuck bunker as ever. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can go to Twitter, which is at 2MTOOH, uh, or you can go to Facebook, which is www.facebook.com dot com forward slash tmtoh who says www what do you mean oh yes sorry www full stop http full stop colon forward slash tmtoh and we're on Instagram Instagram which is at tmtoh because we managed to get that and that's it if you have our mobile numbers you can use them too yeah don't read them out no absolutely not um, so yeah with no further ado thanks for listening uh, we will see you with our ears on the next one yeah something fun coming up yeah yeah
God, we're going to lose it. Tease it. Something fun. Bye! Bye!